1: Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Perimenopause
0: Power. We are Natalie and Lisa and this podcast is all about educating you about perimenopause and helping you to come back to yourself. Hello Lisa. Hello Nat. We have an exciting, well let's not say exciting, but a really good conversation today about stress.
1: Yeah and uh, it's something that we all have isn't it and um... We're always looking for ways to manage it and actually work through it. Because as you always tell me, Nat, we all, we have stress. Everyone has stress. So, um, you know, it's just about how much we have and how we manage it. That's key. Mm,
0: definitely. And stress is something that we have through our entire life. It's not something that comes to us new in perimenopause, but our body is experiencing a lot more changes in that sort of 40-plus range Than what we have prior and so you know the impact of stress and our response to the stress can really
1: create a ripple effect of different changes in our bodies can't it it can and if you're a first-time listener to this episode we have talked about a little bit through different podcast episodes previously but it is heightened once you start perimenopause and move through move through it because of the change in hormones, namely, uh, well, both actually, we have a, a decrease in estrogen and progesterone and both of them help us deal with stress, but more so that estrogen drop. And a lot of women find that they, they're just more stressed and they can't put it down to anything, but there's actually a really good scientific reason behind it. So you're not going crazy or anything like that. If you're feeling more stressed, there is a really good reason but the trick is to be able to work through it and have that mindset that we that we bang on about basically every every uh, week or uh, through our messages in relation to how you cope with it.
0: Mm, very true, and I you know a key part of that stress too is for a lot of women they don't know what is actually happening to them, mm. and that's been their words. You know they've said to us, "I don't know what's happening to me. I must be going crazy. Yeah. How? What on earth is this? You know." And there's that that element yeah that they don't know and that's the whole basis of the work that we are doing and this podcast is to create that education so that we have a level of awareness and we can bring a sense of acceptance which is what you know we talk about that menopause mindset don't we we do
1: and and the thing is too with that heightened level of stress it can you know, emulate into so many other different things. It can affect your mood, can affect the way that you eat, uh, it can affect the way that you sleep. There's a whole lot of stuff there in relation to how you feel. And when you can, uh, you know, adopt a mindset that helps you cope with it, a lot of those things they might not necessarily go away, but they are dampened a whole lot more.
0: Mm, Yeah, definitely. And I thought we'd just begin by the definition of stress.
1: Mm.
0: And I love this definition. It basically just defines stress as a condition or feeling experienced when a person perceives that demands exceed the personal and social resources the individual is able to mobilize. Mm. So, you know, what we feel we need to do and our capacity to do it, you know, they're not married up. And so we come into that state of stress. As we've said, it's not something that's new for 40 plus women. It's, It's there in our entire life, isn't it? And one thing I always talk about is that it's not stress itself that is the problem. So it's not that stressful situation or that deadline or, you know, that difficult relationship that you've got or you running late for work causes stress. It's the way that we respond to the stressful situation. And, you know, to talk a little bit more about stress, it originates in the brain. So again, when our capacity versus the demands, you know, when we feel that that's been seated, our brain sends a message to our body to say, all right, this is something that is going to create a response. And when we can think about stress as a warning signal or a trigger in our body, I talk a lot about trigger, particularly from an emotional intelligence point of view, mm. that it's a trigger to us that, okay, something is going to happen. Something is changing. There's a demand on me and I'm just not feeling like I can respond to it the way that I want to. And, you know, typically the way that we always respond is through that fight or flight stress response. And, you know, that originates back in caveman days. So many, many moons ago. But where stress
1: was actually beneficial, right? Because it was just momentarily. And it was yeah.
0: normally a life or death situation. That's right. And you that's turn
1: it on. Your body turns it on to protect you. That's yeah. that's exactly
0: right. So back in caveman days, they were up against a saber-toothed tiger, mm. and they had to it, the response was all right, I either stay here and I fight or I flee. And our brains haven't evolved no. that much from caveman days. The trouble is our brain and our body sees everyday stresses. So stuck in a traffic jam, getting kids ready for school, what to eat for dinner, conversations as a life or death situation And we automatically jump into that fight or flight stress response. And, you know, that's our minds racing. We might have heart palpitations. We might get a little bit sweaty. We might rant and yell and scream, swear maybe. And what's really important to note is, you know, it takes 90 minutes for our body to restore back to an equilibrium. And what we're finding today is because we're so busy and we are so stressed, a lot of us are in that constant state of fight or flight all day.
1: And that stress is, you know, we talk about that 90 minutes, but it's on all the time. So your body is not getting the opportunity to get back to that equilibrium. And it has a flow-on effect through the body. You know, it can affect your blood sugar levels. It can affect how you're eating, um, how you're sleeping. There's so many things. You know, when you go to sleep at night, you don't want to have this constant state of stress, obviously. You want to get a good night's sleep. But that heightened cortisol will have a huge impact on how you sleep through the night.
0: Mm, Yeah, definitely. And I know that you're going to talk through some of the other changes that we experience as we're coming into perimenopause and the impact that has. But, you know, another one is around, you know, weight gain too. We know that, you know, stress, we could be doing all the right things, but, you know, there's still that element of weight gain, yeah. um, which is a contributor from our response to stress.
1: Yep, that's the heart and cortisol again. So in perimenopause and beyond that, I, I hinted at it at the start, you know, we have that estrogen production declining. It's really interesting because the body has a bit of a backup plan to, maybe produce a little bit more estrogen to keep the you know the body fit and healthy not so much as what it would have you know a, a woman would have experienced in their reproductive years where the ovaries produce that um, the estrogen and so what happens is the adrenal glands actually take over this process and they release a small amount of estrogen that the body needs but the problem here is that as we've hinted at we've got that stress happening so I'll. Adrenal glands also produce our stress hormones. So if you have that busy, stressful, out of control, almost busy life, your adrenals are going to produce those hormones of cortisol and adrenaline to, you know, to combat that increased stress, that constant stress all at the mercy of that estrogen, that small estrogen production. So it's really worthwhile on making sure that you've got some, you know, something in place or to be able to manage that stress so that it's not constantly pumping out those cortisol and adrenaline to be able to cope with the stress response, you know, now and then great. That's perfect. That's what we want. And stress is actually in small amounts is actually good for the body. So that's totally fine. But we just don't want to keep it, you know, keep turn, don't want to keep the stress turned on so that we keep the cortisol and adrenaline turned on. We want it to focus on some of that estrogen production too in the smaller amounts that the body needs as you're going into menopause and beyond.
0: Mm, Yeah. And, you know, again, even just having that awareness around what happens in the body Mm. is just
1: such powerful education for all of us, isn't it? It is. It is, you know, and, You know, we hear a lot of women talk about weight gain um, as well. So, you know, that's a stressful thing, too, and that heightened cortisol really does um, contribute to that weight gain element also, as well as your lifestyle, how you're moving, how you're sleeping, how you're eating and all those kinds of things. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And you're so right about stress that, as
0: I said in the opening, stress is part of our life. And it does at times allow us to rise to challenges. You know, if we've got a deadline at work or something that's really important to us, you know, we do, we kick into that and, you know, we call it that challenge response that, you know, okay, I'm feeling a little bit stressed here. We don't maybe call it that, but I'm going to kick into that challenge. And that's what we call eustress. It's that distress that is really impactful for um, our health and in particular, the way that we respond so a few of the things and you know I've got two tips here on how we can really use stress for good. And that first one there is flexing your mindset. Mm. So I know we talk about mindset a lot and that's part of the consults that we have with our clients. Even from a nutrition perspective, we start talking about mindset too, don't we? But it's changing the perspective around stress and what it is. And also seeing that stress is neither good nor bad. It's how we respond that determines the results that we get.
1: Can I repeat that? It's how we respond that determines the results we get. Mm. Really important. It is. And it comes back to that beautiful equation that I love to
0: share, Mm. that what we think equals what we feel equals our action. Mm. So if we're in a situation that we think is very stressful, we're naturally going to feel it. And then we're going to then respond based on what we're thinking and what we're feeling. And this is why I love um, mindfulness, meditation, and yoga, because it allows us to really learn about where we feel stress. So for me personally, I know that I feel stress in my tummy. And so if I'm going to be triggered or I'm being triggered by, you know, a past memory or an experience or something I know is coming up, I feel it in my tummy. And so it's in that moment where I can say, all right, I'm being triggered here. I remember this feeling. Stop. Yeah. And I'm going to breathe, and I'm going to, I'm just going to feel it, and I'm going to say, okay, well, how, how do I want to respond to this situation?
1: You know, that's so good because we tend to, we tend to really flip really quickly without stopping and thinking about it, don't we? Mm. You know, we do, yeah. yeah, yeah. And when
0: we're doing this work, it's not something that happens overnight. No. But sometimes we have to go through that experience and and flip our lid and then reflect and say all right, I lost my mind just then. That's okay. That is not how I want to respond. Yes. Next time I'm going to respond this way. And I'm not sure if I've said before, but when you're doing this very deep personal development work, you spend a lot of time talking to yourself, (laughs) but it's what we need to do. So we get to learn about ourselves and bring that awareness. And then the second point I've got there is decode stress. So reflect on what is at stake during a stressful situation. So when we're in the midst of a stressful situation, what is really at stake? Like, is it, is it our ego? Is it our reputation? Is it a relationship, a friendship with someone? You know, what is it? And is it really going to, you know, make or break this sort of situation?
1: And, and you know what, Nat, that sort of got me thinking too. It's also about in how you react to that situation. Mm-hmm. Do you really need to react that way? Like, you know, you could be stressed that you haven't done the folding before you go to bed. Right. For instance, and that could be stressful for someone like thinking, oh, my God, I've got to get it done now. But really, is that going to make or break? Like, could you not put that off to tomorrow, go to bed, have a good night's sleep, get to bed a little bit, you know, get to bed a little bit earlier? You know, does it have to be done now? Are you putting that unnecessary stress onto yourself? about what your ideal or what someone else's ideal is in relation to the stress that you're feeling, you know, ask, you know, possibly ask yourself that question, Mm. do I really have to do this now? Am I getting stressed for a really good reason or for a, mm. you know folding is obviously a, a really simple example but you understand mm. what i'm saying 100%. Yeah. even if
0: like you're feeling stressed in that you might be late to work or mm. late to getting the kids to school what is it that's at stake is it that your reputation as someone who is prompt and punctual is that at stake mm. and you know it's again coming back into yourself and saying you know what nobody's perfect no everyone's late yeah on the big scheme of things yes I am punctual
1: but today I'm not
0: yep yeah. you know and um, it's been
1: accepting of that isn't it, it yeah because we put such a um you know we, we create these I've got to be in this sort of you know this is my mold and I can't sort of move out of it so it's so having that flexibility also to manage your stress that sometimes things aren't going to work out and that's been a big learning for me in life is that You know, well, you know, I'm just, it's not going to work out like that today. And that's fine. And then you often get to the situation and you've created this whole thing in your mind about what it's going to look like. And it's like, you get there and it's like, oh, no one's even mentioned what I thought they would mention or bring up what I thought they would bring up. So Mm. we we create a lot of that stress, you know, unnecessarily for ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's it's that
0: personal perception, and I might just refer back to an earlier podcast where I actually took you through the "She Let Go" meditation mm. and poem. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I'll invite you to go and head back to that because it is just such beautiful words around simply letting go. And you know, again, I just want to preface that you know, doing this work doesn't happen overnight, but through gradual, I guess, learning, awareness, acceptance, and definitely incremental changes you can and there's proven research that we can actually change our brain and we can change the way we respond to situations and and stress and but if, if also you know you need the support of someone that's where Lisa and I come in as well with our coaching that we guide you to you know come back to yourself and we work with you know, where you are today, what you're experiencing, what you're feeling, and we help you get to where you want to get to based on, you know, your values, your desires, your personal goals for how you want to live your life. So,
1: yeah. And, you know, just reflecting on that in working with us, Nat, I'm I'm working with a client at the moment and uh, we haven't caught up for a few weeks because just circumstances, but that person said, oh, well, you know, I've still been pretty much going along the lines of what we've been talking about and, and her, one of her goals is to lose some weight and um, and she's lost a little bit more weight without really trying, but she has been trying, but what she doesn't realise is that what we've been working through over the last few months they're becoming her new habits. So they haven't, you know, it's not creating so much stress for her anymore. It's becoming her norm, the way that she does things as well. So we tend to have this philosophy and I think this is really stressful about wanting everything now. And we get stressed about if it's not happening or the results aren't there when we want them to be. And I think if we actually just stop and reassess at this point of life, because when you enter into perimenopause, you have a very good habit formed life happening and you know touching on the point that you talked about you know about changing that that's really hard to do but if you chip away in small increments to make those changes that stress can be dampened so much and you can actually be so much happier within yourself because you're dealing with that stress as well and I think that's really really important Mm, yeah. yeah beautifully well said Excellent way to
0: end this episode. I just want to add to if anyone has some particular topics that you would love for us to talk about on this podcast, or if you have a particular guest that you just think we should absolutely get onto this podcast, Mm. we would love for you to reach out and let us know. And also if you are loving our episodes, we'd love for you to subscribe and also give us a review.
1: That'd be awesome. We'd love to hear from you. We love hearing from you.
0: Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.